0: Welcome to Tough on Art, the podcast for artists interested in ways to get ahead in today's art market. I'm Jen Tuff, owner of Jen Tuff Gallery and the Artist Alliance community. Join me for some down-to-earth talk about the best ways for artists to navigate this new and different landscape. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Tough on Art. This is Jen, and today I'm super excited to have Dee Tivenin back with me again.
1: And hi, Dee. How are you? Hi, Jen. It's good to be here. Thank you. Where are you right now? Well, right now I'm at Katie Kortzer's house <laughs> because I don't trust my computer skills to get this right. So yeah. I, good old Katie, we need friends.
0: Yeah. So Katie's <laughs> one of your artist
1: friends. And yeah, we're here in Arinda, California. Yeah.
0: And how, how's the weather there right now? It's February 2022. Yes. It just got a little chilly,
1: but that's okay. And we're hoping for rain. Nice. So we were just talking. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a little early, but everything's blooming.
0: West Coast stuff starts coming up so early. So nice. Yeah. So we we were just talking about before um, we started recording that we were kind of in recovery from Trump. (laughs) And everybody is sort of, I don't know, what do you think? You're the therapist.
1: I think we are traumatized to various degrees I think we have everything that's been going on in our own lives personally and then the Trump years you know shocked me I didn't know that we could lose democracy I didn't know the extent of racism really I knew it was there I didn't know the extent of anti-semitism and then the adjustment of COVID that doesn't appear to be over i heard this morning there's another strand so we're we're reorganizing our lives in a way and our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives in a way that we've never known so we we have a big loss of control we don't know what the next thing is even though we never have control sometimes we feel like we have more than we do now we've lost social interaction to a certain degree and that's Law So I, we're seeing a lot more anxiety, a lot more depression. It's really hard to get into therapists these days. Everybody's overbooked. I'm seeing a lot of suicides, even though the research, mm. not in my clientele, thank God, but even though the research is in, is saying that suicides aren't up, I, maybe they're more public. I don't know, but people are strained and there's a lot of somatic things that are coming with that, like headaches, not sleeping, et cetera. So boy, is it a time to take care of ourselves and take care of each other and be aware of this is a hard time.
0: Yeah, there's a little, I mean, it's kind of like the whole country sort of, or the whole world even has a little bit of PTSD. (laughs) You know, I don't mean to make light of that at all.
1: all. No, you're not. I I think we do. And I think there's a lot starting to be written about that for healthcare workers, Mm. you know, Mm therapists, but we really don't know longitudinally what it's going to look like for the kids that have been wearing masks or the kids that have been home from school or the millennials that were just getting launched and now are back home or can't get jobs or can't buy houses. So longitudinally, we don't really know. And I think there's a fear of the next election. And so- People have to be aware of that we're much more hyper-vigilant, you know, like we get anxious more quickly, we startled more quickly, we're more reactive. Mm. And so that's where the mindfulness comes in. In this moment, I'm safe. Oh, now I'm in the next moment. I'm still safe, versus thinking ahead, like what if, what if, you know. Right. But our minds go there. And so bring ourselves back to the moment and, make, you know, make sure we exercise. And I'm not talking about anything but health and help with anxiety and depression. And, you know, pay, pay attention to ourselves. And we're crankier. I, I've never sworn so much in my head as I do now. Really? <laughs> you know, I swear aloud all the time. I know. You're good at it. You know. <laughs> I have I, a sailor mouth. I know that. And your parents weren't even sailors. I don't know. but I'm I'm always swearing in my head. It's not always coming out, but I'm surprised what's going on in there. Sheesh. But yes, it's, it's a really unsettling time for all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which kind of is a good segue or not a good segue uh, into talking about what we were going to talk about, which is putting yourself out there on social media and, you know, that's a huge thing Yeah, that, you know, so you have all this stuff in the background, you know, this sort of anxiety, this like post Trump, you know, PTSD, the COVID stuff. And then on top of it, you know, artists have to need to, you know, market themselves. And one of the best ways to market themselves is, you know, is to put their face on Instagram, put their, put their selves on Facebook, you know, whatever that might be, but putting yourselves out putting yourself
1: out there a little bit more <clears throat> and that's so hard it you know when I started painting like 12 years ago it first of all I never thought I'd be selling or anything else but I had no idea of the business part of this I was com- I'm still kind of completely shocked and yes that is a big part this marketing that I'm realizing and the thing is this is a whole sociocultural thing that's happened with women and men over the years now it's more men than it used to be but us being self-conscious us being body shamed us feeling not good about ourselves us looking at magazines and feeling like even though we know they're photoshopped we don't look good enough or whatever so it's a whole another step in terms of being aware of that exists I don't know any woman that unfortunately that can say I just love every part of my body we're trying to (laughs) get there but I, I don't know anyone and eating disorders are way up body dysmorphic disorder is way up and body dysmorphic disorder is when we don't see our bodies accurately for example an anorexic person would see themselves being overweight and now you know in the last number of years we've seen men have more anorexia and body dysmorphic disorder because they're into fashion more. They're on magazines more. Their looks matter more. Mm-hmm. So now here we are, just kind of normal people putting ourselves out on Instagram, Facebook, and I—I I was kind of the last person in the universe to have a cell phone. And so then I was with Jennifer Perlmutter and her galleries in Lafayette, and is a friend of mine. And she said, <clears throat> "You need to go on Instagram." I go, "No, no, 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 you know." <laughs> and she grabbed my phone. <laughs> Took a picture, put it on Instagram, and she said, Get over it. (laughs) Just like that. And then went on her busy way. Right. So she kind of forced me into it. And it's not as easy as just getting over it, but it's not a bad way of looking at it, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of what's the worst thing that can happen. And get over it. Don't focus so much on yourself. Because in reality, most people aren't looking at ourselves the way we look at ourselves. Yeah. And that's important to remember. I just had an interesting thing because I was kind of lucky and a Rinda Living magazine came out and I'm going to be on the cover of it in March and a story and same thing. I'm going like, oh my God, cover. And I looked at all the pictures they were maybe taking and I'm like, man, how did I get to be 71? How did this all happen? But using the same tools of one, a positive thing, i am lucky that they're doing it that's a nice thing to you know what's the worst thing that can happen three this is the worst thing that can happen is really nothing unless i don't stop my self talk mm-hmm. you know four this might be good for art and i'm growing in an experience but whether it's you know photos on instagram or on our website or speaking. It's all the same thing in terms of embracing ourselves using positive self-talk. And self-talk is like, we're always have a dialogue inside of our heads and we can really run ourselves in the ground with it. Like, oh man, I'm going to be terrible on this podcast. And, um, uh, you know, Jen's never going to ask me again because I always get the time wrong. (laughs) Uh, By the way, everyone, I did get the time wrong, but, or I can say, it's fun to banter with Jen. This isn't a rehearsed thing. And this is a good experience. I can turn it around and kind of make, you know, it it is what it is. It's another moment in my life. So in all these situations, we really have to be aware of our self-talk, our perspective, what expectations are we setting for ourselves? My expectation isn't that I'm going to be perfect on this podcast. I don't even know what perfect means. I don't even think it exists, but if I set that expectation up or if I set an expectation, I have to sell this many paintings or I have to paint like Gauguin this year. I'm, you know, I'm setting myself up to fail versus again coming back to the moment I am where I am. And this is, a good place to be so i i i just want to tell you this study that oh, you're getting out the papers i hear the oh, papers. Yeah. Oh, okay, like <laughs> I, won't, I won't do that um, no no no.
0: that's good i you have something written down which is more than i've got i'm just Isn't that but
1: of course i can't find it on all these sheets but anyway the the study was it was like in 2002 that women and this is so tragic would Rather like have a leg amputated or whatever than be fat shamed. Oh my God!
0: Really, the vast majority. Yeah. Would rather have a Jesus, really?
1: I, I know that's why I wrote it down. But oh, that's so awful. You know all these other things instead of being fat shamed. Yeah. And so that says to us how deep it is. Yes. In us, and I worked with eating disorders for. 40 years, oh, sorry, that made a little noise. I'm drinking everyone water. And it it is so deep. These girls look at magazines and say, I don't look like that. We look at older people. I just saw that Courtney Cox said, I don't look good with these fillers, which I'm happy that she realized that because she looked oh, Did she get Like those
0: lip fillers? I hate
1: that. Well, I didn't see the lip, but the cheeks, but it's not normal looking, you know?
0: yeah there's like so, a weird look with people who get too much plastic surgery or like yeah. too much like those lip injections those things oh, those just, are a
1: little scary to me
0: yeah yeah, me yeah. too. it doesn't it's really awful looking
1: to me but but it is about that we are not okay yeah. where we are and yeah. i'm not I'm not telling anyone that there isn't going to be some struggle, you know the struggle uh, is real, yeah, but <laughs> what end do we come out in it? you know, for me, do I let my hair go gray or not go gray? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about that. How I've never been this age before and that's probably fits for everyone else with their ages. Yeah. <laughs> and so how how do I deal with this? How do you deal with getting older and respecting yourself, respecting your body? Yeah. And still having confidence. And what people think is that, confidence just happens it's not true I've never seen a baby come out and say it's not true I'm feeling really good about my yeah you know
0: you remember like COVID of course you remember COVID but when my gallery closed and I needed to do this pivot and it needed to be online Mm -hmm. and you know in order to sort of let people know what I was doing I was doing all these free webinars Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Holy shit! The first few I did, I was so nervous. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was really, but I forced myself to do it, and I just, you know, I I just kept doing it. And and it's true what they say: like the more you do that kind of thing, the easier it gets. And now, now I'm not nervous at all. Now I enjoy it. Like it's because it's simple, and I can connect with people. And but I was
1: really, really nervous at first. But that you're raising a really good point, and that's called exposure. The more we do something, the easier it is. Like if you're afraid to drive across the bridge, you go in little baby steps, go to the bridge, do some deep breathing, go home. Then go to the bridge and you go a little bit farther and go home. And so it's the same with our selfies or our marketing on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. The first time, you know, that Jen Perlmutter just hijacked me, (laughs) oh my God. And now it's like, okay, I put it on, you know, I don't really spend that much time looking at myself. And this is part of what it is. And the self-talk is no one really cares. I I look at people all the time and it's just nice to get to know them. I'm not really judging them. right? So it's exposure and confidence. Confidence is like a muscle. Like I said, the baby comes out and is, oh, I feel so good about my New belly button or something. I know kids are born with different temperaments, but confidence is like a muscle that we have to practice. Mm -hmm. We have to practice it with that self talk. Yeah, I, I did that pretty well. You know, another tool is writing in journal, a journal, or writing down all the things we did well today. We overdo it on being the self, being self critical on anything like. On everything. I didn't get enough done or I burnt my toast or whatever. But we don't focus enough on what we do do well. And that does erode our confidence. So being positive, self talk about ourselves. And I'm not Pollyanna. I'm not saying like, you know, I cleaned the house perfectly, but I did get the laundry done and that's a good thing. You know, so we want to focus on the positive. I think everybody that's listening. If they ask themselves when the last time was they appreciated themselves, I think it might be a while. We want to say it out loud. It's interesting when we Does say that that out loud. Is that a difference instead of, is well, that different We can write it, but it's very impactful if you say like, I feel good about that painting versus just thinking about it. It's a little bit more impactful. Hmm. Just like even if you're in bad mood, if you smile, you start to feel better huh because, you know so we want to say it out loud we want to recognize that i'm exercising my confidence today and that's important because i want to be happier i want to feel better about myself i'm sick of putting myself down and you know and with these whole selfie things and the marketing i i'm everybody's at a different degree with this everybody's in a different place I, you know i'm okay where i am And I love Lorna Crane's statement. She's an artist in Australia, fiber artist, and her her line is perfectly imperfect. Mm, And I I use that that and I think about it all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we are. And uh, do you want to say something? I'm just chatting away here. (laughs) I've had my coffee. Are you here, Jen, still? (laughs) Well, you know, I think that it's really easy to just
0: sort of, for artists to just ignore the idea of putting themselves out there on, you know, let's just use Instagram, for example, you know, not even just a live, but like a picture of yourself next to your painting or whatever. It's like when we, you know, it's difficult. It's easier to just say, I'm not going to do, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just going to post pictures of my work. It's safer, you know, oh, I'm an artist. People should just pay attention to my work and not me, but there's been a shift. And I think part of it's COVID part of it's just, you know, how powerful social media is now that, Mm -hmm their needs, people want that connection with the artist. I see this time and time again, you know, people rather buy from the artist directly. They rather know the artist. They want that connection. They want that artist story. And the only way to do that is to put yourself out there on Instagram, go to art fairs and stand there and talk about your work. You know, when we did the um, Instagram challenge and the artist Alliance last year, Mm and I gave like a, it was a challenge. So I gave a whole bunch of different ideas and and prompts for people like this one, you're just going to show your hands for in this shot. The next shot you're going to, you know, have it's going to be you with a painting, you know, you don't have to show your body. You can hide behind your painting if you want, but Mm -hmm. show your face, you know, that kind of thing. And the ones that were more personal, like people's pets, the artist inside their studio, stuff that gave context to that person, to the artist as a person, remember it did so well. Yeah. People got the best response from it, you know, because I think when artists just post their work, there's this underlying understanding from the viewers that, oh, they just want me to buy their painting. It's just another thing to buy. It's just Mm -hmm. another, you know, they want that connection with people. So it's really powerful to be able to show yourself.
1: I, I think so, too. A connection is a basic need. Yeah. You know, a primal need. And just I can see you now and you can see me, and this is better than just talking on the phone, because we have more of a connection. Yeah. You know? So that's why I agree with you. It is important, but do it in ways that you feel comfortable. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to wear like, you know, wear, wear what's comfortable. You don't have yeah. to wear what anybody else is wearing. Be in a or setting that's comfortable.
0: Or start and with rather- just showing your hands. Right. Like, like, like Mm -hmm. what you were saying, like going to the bridge and just doing the deep breathing, if you're afraid to cross a bridge in your car, you know, like same thing, like just, just maybe in the beginning, you show your hands working on a video or how you clean your brushes or, you know, really simple things. And then when you're ready, like just kind of work up to it. It's like, you know, it's like when people learn to swim Mm -hmm. and Jen Perlmutter just like basically threw you in the water to yeah. swim or you can take lessons and you know mm-hmm. you start in the shallow area and then you go deeper and you know cuz the, the you know the uncomfortableness is is it's real it's so mm-hmm. real i mean i don't put myself out there on instagram like mm-hmm. you know i i'm one, you know i'm one to talk mm-hmm. i'm learning all this from you as well you know we can we can learn this together. It's hard as women, as older women, once you're like, sort of, God, I hate to say this, but you know, past your prime culturally, you know, not can't bear babies anymore, I guess is, is the, is the thing that then it becomes like a whole other world, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But part of, yes, I, I, I've told you this before. I'm just learning how to be older. I've never done know it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm a lot older than you. And, but, you know, there's support there, a lot of people my age. But the plus side, honestly, is it is easier to let go of things like, okay, so I post my picture. Okay, really big deal. Right. I I always say to myself, the big things are life and death. Everything else is an inconvenience, you know? So, what do I have to lose? Really? And that's not a bad statement for when we're younger. Like, oh my God, this was a horrible picture or whatever. Well, it's going to pass. Those aren't the things that are really important in our lives. And so, again, reframing our expectations, And you know, that this might not be great, you know, but I'm learning. So lowering our expectations and reframing what's important. I want to, I'm saying this for all of us, feel... About myself, I don't have to feel great. Life has ups and downs. I don't feel great every It is when I feel decent, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and be able to retrieve that. I mean, when I look at the photos I took for that magazine, and this is my insecurity, I had Millie in my hands the whole darn time. Mm-hmm. Now, she's a little, oh, Millie's my dog, 11 pound dog that I'm a little nut- nutty over, but she was a security blanket. You know, and in some ways I'm thinking, oh, D, that is so pathetic. But on oh, the other God, hand, really? Well, I, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, couldn't I have a picture without a dog in my hand? It's probably not. But but on the other hand, and this is part of compassionate, rational thinking versus irrational. I could say it like, gee, aren't you mature enough just to have a photo shoot without your dog? And then my rational compassion, so I said, well, apparently not. <laughs> Let it go. So what? Yeah, you know, if if that made me feel more comfortable, just like do it in in the clothes you want, the settings, whatever. And if in the big picture, it doesn't matter. And I do think what you're talking about those connections. Why do people want to see your house or your studio? Because it fills a big picture, and we understand you more, and we feel closer. Yeah, and, and especially. Right now, in the last year, it's everybody's a bit lonely.
0: Yeah, totally. And I, I love personally. I was loving the news during COVID, like when we were all in lockdown. When you'd mm-hmm. see like the journalists or the reporters' house, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. And I loved that. I loved seeing how people decorated their house and what was, you know, and some of them were kind of like. There was one guy on um, PBS NewsHour, I can't remember his name, but he always had like all
1: this booze sitting on his counter. <laughs> well, there was one guy on our Channel 7, I really <laughs> wanted to talk to him about his paintings. They were so dull in the background, but... Oh, God, I know. That's I didn't like, say anything, that's... but yeah, it was more intimate.
0: Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I was like so bummed when they started going back to the studio. It's was like, oh, <laughs> God, really? Give me yeah. the Zoom with the shitty picture and at least I get to see, you know, connect with other people you know, Mm -hmm. what they really are. You don't feel so lonely, you know, or isolated, I guess is a better word.
1: Yeah. And I think it's good, the momentum, because all of us, you know, well, a lot of us as artists are trying to push the envelope a little bit in marketing, which we're really not trained for, by the way. So there's a big learning curve, but, you know, we throw it out to our friends, like I'll say to Katie or, you know, Marjorie or Valerie or whatever, like, what do, what do you think? And they'll say, well, I like this picture versus that picture. Use that one. And and I'll tell you, actually, I sent out some of these pictures from the magazine. Everybody liked a different one, by the way. So that just says you can't please everyone. Right. You no, know, do what you're comfortable with. And again, it, it's a small piece in the, you know, in the longitudinal piece of all of our lives. And no one looks at anything, how we look at it.
0: Right. And people are spending like 0.2 seconds or something on, yeah. you know, on anything. They're just doing a rapid scroll. They're not like picking apart how your hair, like, Looked in this pit, you know. Only we're doing yeah. that. No one's paying attention to us, really.
1: And, and that's really important, and half of us don't even have our reading glasses on when we're looking. So we might be thinking we're looking at porpoises or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you're, the, you know, you're in the passenger seat or whatever. Hopefully, not driving. But you know, you're not. You're always doing something else. You're always multitasking. Usually, when you're scrolling through Instagram, yeah, which is something to think about. Yeah, you know, because I get I get a lot of comments from artists who say, "Well, I don't want to inundate people." With pictures or it's like you're not. There's you know, there's billions of images that are going through it, you know, people are absorbing so much stuff now, they don't mm-hmm. absorb it,
1: is the whole thing. Yeah. Paradoxically, not, there's so much information we're taking less
0: So you're never gonna you, there's no way you could compete in a sense, or overwhelm yeah. someone with tons of stuff. They're not, they're not paying that much attention.
1: Yeah. So listen, listening to this podcast, write in and tell us where you might be stuck with this or where you're having a hard time. Yes. Or better yet, go to kindling, which is
0: free. If you go to kindling, like kindling when making a fire dot community, and you can post in there talking about this podcast, if you want, mm-hmm. and it's totally free. You can, you know, go on there and talk with other artists about how it, you know, any uncomfort you might have with promoting your art or yourself, especially on Instagram. So let's, let's talk about one thing that one of the main reasons people are afraid and myself too, is, you know, putting pictures of yourself or videos of yourself is, you know, you're afraid of the hate that might come. You're afraid of those nasty comments. You know, that's, that's, I think, especially when you're putting yourself out into the wide world, as opposed to just your network of friends, like, you know, your friends, when you showed them the photos and they all had different ones, they like, But, you know, if you're putting stuff on Instagram, it's, it's the whole entire world. And there are people out there who will
1: say awful things. What what kind of things have you heard of that people have said?
0: Well, people will be, you know, they'll critique your appearance. They'll, you know, tell you it's a dumb idea or this is stupid or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they'll, um, they'll, they can really pick it apart, which I found actually, you know, as, as an advertiser, like for the gallery or for workshops I might have coming up or something like that when it's any kind of, there's a sales angle to it, mm-hmm. people are hypersensitive to it, which I understand, but they, they sort of take liberty in critiquing or criticizing, you know, what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. And it, you kind of open yourself up for
1: more of a world of, I mean, are there some examples you can think, cause you're a, a big fish. I'm a, like a minnow. I wouldn't so say that. I, no, no, really. I, that's <laughs> not a bad thing. You know, you're really marketing. Like, I don't get too much of that, but. Let me, th- let me, th- I can't okay. think of any specific
0: examples, maybe that, I, because actually, you know, I, I, those things are, they're hurtful. They're really okay.
1: hurtful, you know? Okay. And I yeah, think,
0: no, 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 it's, it's fine. It, like, well, I remember when I was advertising for a show and there was a call for entry fee, I had one artist, I'm assuming they're an artist Write in, this is on Facebook, Write in that, you know, artists shouldn't have to pay for anything. You're fucking ripping artists off, you, you know you get a lot you you get that, I think, but I think part of that was because it was uh you know it was an ad, it was a promoted um, you know call for entries, and people feel they i think they feel like they have more license to criticize and be mean, you know I mean it's really yeah. unnecessary to do that, I think there are a couple of things with that,
1: one. Is this there my are, therapy session on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm not. Yes, lie down. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not speaking specifically yeah, to, I pills, know. to you. I, uh, but because you're not the only one that's experienced this, so I'm oh, not sure. Yeah, you know. But I think I mean, none of us have gone through life without being criticized, you know, it, it, and. I, what I'm criticized, it never feels good. You know, Yeah, I ask myself what fits, what doesn't fit. And that term is called interjection. You know, like if someone says to me, D you're this isn't this, this, like you're silly, stupid and short or something. I don't know. I can't think of anything. You know, I might say, well, I'm probably not short because I'm five, eight, but I don't think I'm stupid, but I certainly am silly. You, you have, anybody can say anything to anyone and you have to decide what fits for yourself. It's like going to a buffet and eating everything, whether you like it or not, you go to a buffet and decide what you want to eat. Otherwise it doesn't feel good. The other part is there are, will always be a percentage of the population that are angry and feel badly about themselves and deal with that by hurting others. Oh, so true. Always. I, I wasn't aware how big it was till the last five, six years. I'm even shocked, but there always is that population. And so we need to develop a little armor around that. And especially when it comes on Facebook and Instagram, for God's sake, it's not personal. You know, people aren't saying it to your face. People that are mad or angry can say it to you without any consequences because you have no idea who they are. Yes. It lacks that authenticity anyway, because you can't even dialogue with them, really, and explain. So when that uh, that happens, we have to put it in a separate category, because most of the things that we say really aren't that controversial. Um, and And if there's a fee for something, well, that someone's mad at you about, well, where isn't there a fee? You know, if I go to Macy's, am I mad because I have to buy something? You know, right. businesses are businesses. So, you know, I just try to delete that stuff. Yeah. First I say, does this fit? Do they have a good point? If they're angry, I really don't want anything to do with them. It's not a relationship for me. So just delete it. And again, not, people from an anonymous place feel like they are more powerful. Mm-hmm. But it's it's yeah. actually kind of sad because these are people that probably don't have connections are angry lost or whatever so just put it in that connection but we do need to have some armor and some resilience because when we put ourselves out there it will happen so again yeah. just you know is this something i can learn from yeah. or i'm just going to let it go because it doesn't have to do with me and and you know our brain we get stirred up our anxiety Whatever. So then I'm not saying that if that happens to me, I don't have any feelings about it. So then, how do I de stress myself? Mm. One is a self talk. One is a, a, just taking a walk. I can't, I, I'm so surprised. I get like the hugest serotonin boost. You know, That's just get you know, outside. Yeah. Get outside, see a tree, run it by someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm, you know. Yeah. And you know, use a a visualization. Sometimes I visualize like what someone said to me that hurts or bothering me. Like I'm going to drop it off a cliff, so I can't connect with it. You know, whatever visualization works for you in terms of letting go, mm-hmm. or I'm going to bury it, or or if I'm mad, I'm going to just like stomp on it. Yeah. But in, you know, and actually, visual, visualization too is helpful in putting ourselves out there and picture like I'm visually visualizing myself having a successful picture. I'm visualizing myself looking confident. So it works both ways, but you know, that kind of stuff, it's who needs it. And none of us deserve it. It doesn't matter. You know, whatever we do, we don't deserve to be treated poorly. Right. You know, someone could say Jen, I'm kind of concerned about your price. Can you tell me the reasoning? Oh yeah, that's totally different. None of us deserve to be treated poorly, so.
0: Yeah. Do you remember Brene Brown's, because we both love Brene Brown. Yeah. She was talking about when she first, the first time she was sort of exposed, you know, to the world was at TED Talk she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they told her at first, oh, no one's going to see it. You know, it was her first talk on vulnerability. Uh And then do you remember her retelling what happened as soon as she realized that like hundreds of thousands of people had watched this on YouTube. And she said, then the comments started coming. Mm -hmm. It was just awful, you know, like lose 20 pounds, blah, 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 you know, just these core, you know, really awful, you know.
1: Critical, very critical.
0: Yeah. And, and then, but then she, you know, she's also talked about, you know, when there's people who are in the ring, you know, in the, in the, you know, in the fighting ring or what, what, what was the term she used when you're like in the Coliseum or whatever, that's what I was envisioning maybe when she's talking yeah. about being brave. Yeah. And then there's the people who are like in the stands or whatever, just sort of throwing things at you. Mm-hmm. But living bravely is about, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, there's there's something to that, like the bravery and vulnerability. It's 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 an interesting definitely. thing.
1: I mean, we're all vulnerable. That's what yeah. we have in common. It's so the way intimacy is connecting through vulnerability. Like if you know, like you just told me how you were harassed a little bit and felt badly. I was I was vulnerable when I said, you know, I I was insecure about the pictures and held Millie the whole time, you know. So but that lets us be closer and we're when we're closer we support each other it's you know it's Mm -hmm. a relationship now the people in the stands you know those are people that you know kind of make a profession out of being critical yeah you know like she has to lose 20 pounds what does that have to do with her head talk right not her head talk her um ted talk oh that's i do need to lose 20 pounds but that's Oh, but that has nothing to do with right, what exactly. Pain. So yeah. again, there are these people that just want to be critical. And there's not one of us that is isn't triggered by that. Yeah. But it's what we do with it and compartmentalize it. Remember, those aren't our people, those they don't even know us. You know, she just had an interesting thing with the Spotify stuff, and she went off it and got back on it. And if you guys want to listen to her, um, and you think she got a lot of criticism either way, but how she made her decision. And But the point is, it, you know, you can't put yourself out there without having some risk. Yep. But what's the alternative? The alternative is I'm going to, you know, live all by myself with my dog and Netflix, you know?
0: Yeah. That a, Which sometimes a- sounds nice.
1: <laughs> I, yes, but not 24-7 for right. 70 years. You right. Know? Yeah. And. Putting ourselves out there and taking risks also builds confidence. Mm -hmm. We can't build confidence just in our head. We can visualize it, we can think it, we can plan it, but it has to be the experience. Like, how do I want to get better at running? It's just not thinking. I have to practice. So for everyone that's listening, if you've put yourself out there, feel good about yourself. Heck yeah. It's It's a risk. And the first time I was in a painting show, I'm going, "Oh my god!" You know, and all these baby steps of risks, but it's good. It makes us feel alive. It makes us feel proud, and it's a stepping stone to doing more. So, I'm encouraging, you know, you, everyone, take those risks. You know, the selfie thing. This has been socio-cultural for centuries. About judging women yeah everything bodies hair whatever this is centuries old we we i mean i i i'm not going to change the world i know that but remember there's no basis to it except judgment Mm
0: -hmm. so and we live in a very patriarchal
1: society so but so you know, we talk about expectations, but think about judgment. Mm-hmm. There's always ex- extrinsic judgment, external judgment. But another tool is be aware of how much you're judging yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and do something different with that. You know, every time we go, "Ooh, that's a horrible picture. We're judging ourselves versus it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's okay. And I'm proud that I took the risk. Yeah, turn into something positive. But we are usually harder on ourselves than anyone else is. But the good news is we can change that by how we think. Mm -hmm. How we think affects how we feel. Mm -hmm. If I think, you know, I'm doing crummy at something, I'm going to feel crummy. If I think I'm doing okay with something, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. So that self talk that's winding in our head all the time meditation and breathing can help that we can learn some tools to help that but we want to visualize that stop sign when it goes down that negative road and like even with whatever people say to you jen you know because you do put yourself out there you know it's not true it hurts and then you recover hurts again, then you recover. And what Brene says, you know, we can't be authentic without our vulnerability.
0: Yeah, it's true. And I wonder, I wonder too, I think some people, you know, have had a history of bullying or, you know, when they were growing up Uh and they might have more work to do around you know, being vulnerable, you know, and putting yourself out there in the selfies or whatever, you know, because that, that can be...
1: Some people carry a bigger load. Now, this is trauma. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of us that had normal growing up periods, whatever that is. I have that in quotes. But, you know, everybody has their issues, including yep. me. But when we're talking about trauma, that's a different thing. And you might want to get some support with it. if you If you really feel like it's causing too much anxiety Mm -hmm. for yourself. One thing you don't have to put, you don't have to do a picture. Another thing is if you want to work through it, talk to a therapist. Yeah. Get some support with it. And start with,
0: you know, start with baby steps. I mean, I can't tell artists that they shouldn't market themselves. I don't want to say that because I know that, you know, it's really- Do you
1: think I said that? Don't No, no, no. no. I don't think you're
0: saying that. I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to tell artists like, oh, don't, you know, don't put yourself out there. I want artists to put themselves out Mm -hmm. there, but you can do it in little baby steps, like just show your hands or, you know, show your pet or, you know, start introducing things about your personal world with that's not as sort of not as vulnerable and sort of slowly work up to it when you're ready.
1: Cause it, it I I, I, I showed my nightgown with all the paint on it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've discovered pictures from farther away I'm a little bit more comfortable <laughs> I yeah, like 400 there. feet see me yeah, by or, the tree over there yeah or a thousand you know uh-huh. but seriously there are these baby steps mm-hmm. of tools yep yeah I think the key is
0: you know to just let people in your world a little bit you don't have to be you know, like Kim Kardashian, you know, showing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's, it's not one or the other. It's not like, you know, not showing yourself at all or being like, you know, one of those pretentious people with a selfie stick. It's, you know, it's
1: just letting people in your, in your world a little bit. Yeah. Little, one little step at a time. I'm a little ground person, you know? And so yes, start with baby steps, start with, what you're comfortable with and this is you and this is your life and make it work there isn't a right way for everyone yes there, there there really isn't no rules yeah and there might be a time that we're more comfortable putting ourselves out there in a time that we're not so just go with you know wherever you are and i i think we don't want to have one more thing to be critical of ourselves about you know, yes, and that's that's something to be really aware of.
0: And being you know, an I'm, artist, creating artwork, and putting your art out there is vulnerable. Oh, man. Being I thought it was going to have fun. hives the first time I did
1: it. You know, yeah,
0: it's that's really you know I like I am so amazed and so impressed, especially with women who you know might have been an artist early on or had an interest in it, put it aside because they had to stay home and raise the kids or they were doing another job to, you know, to support the family or whatever it is, had to put it aside. And then they come back to it. Mm -hmm. That is so brave to me. That is amazing and brave. And, you know, and then showing that work. And, you know, so just know that like, if you're at that place where you're kind of coming back to being an artist or you're, you know, Mm -hmm. re-emerging as I call it, and you're putting starting
1: at 59, like I did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then putting, you know, you're, you're following your passion finally, which, Mm -hmm. which in that, like right there alone is so vulnerable Mm -hmm. to do that. You're putting yourself in a vulnerable position, but, but then it's so brave too. I mean, I'm amazed at, I'm, I love, I love when I see women doing that. I love that coming back to their passion. And
1: this isn't your therapy, obviously, but even you taking risks, starting this whole AA thing, and the kid—we can
0: have my therapy. Maybe we just have my therapy as a new podcast.
1: No one would care. It would be like well, the they lowest. Would. They would, and they think we we're like goofballs, which we actually are. You know, it—it it comes back to you know. We're talking about all these things. We're talking about vulnerability. We're mm-hmm. talking about taking risks. We're mm-hmm. talking about pushing ourselves. We're talking about trying to get from a to b with all the resistance is resistance is a word with all the resistance i think so it's a massive hill to climb yeah thank you very much whether it's art family money whatever so what how do we deal with that whether it's an art or life or whatever yeah we're we're talking about art but it but it's uh, it's our lives Mm -hmm. so do I wanna feel better about ourselves? We have to be aware of that and we have to, you know, support us. We're we're good about supporting our kids or saying that's a nice picture. Uh, or,
0: this is like know, it could so be that. a whole other podcast, how women ignore their own
1: needs. <laughs> right. It's like the oxygen mask on the plane. Yeah. You know? And so we have to look at what we've accomplished. Mm-hmm. We've, have to look at how resilient we've been which is true we want to look at how courageous we are every time you put yourself out there or take a risk or try something new like try a drawing class and you you always said you can't draw which is not you but it's um irrational that's what we say oh i can't do that or people that say i'm not creative which isn't true every time we take that risk. Be proud of ourselves. What kind of people do we want to be? We want to be kind. We want to be good. We want to be considerate. We're imperfect, but we want to grow. So look at this as growth. And if you're having trouble doing whatever, anything, look at that and break it down into little baby steps and maybe get some help and say, you know, if this is important to me, I want to do this in a small, safe way because i you know i, I mean I, I i don't i i'm not, i don't want to get into anything religious obviously but all i know is right now mm-hmm. you know and this is this is yeah. the time right now you know and what you bring up is the women and sociocultural things too and we're making a statement for everyone but also our daughters
0: Oh, I know. Well, this is a big issue in our house right now because my daughter is
1: 16. So you remember that? They don't miss a thing. Oh, no. No. And if she sees you taking a risk, even though she, you know, I mean, she might not. (laughs) Or she might, I don't know. know? But I'm surprised how they don't miss a thing. Mm. I mean, that's That's why we tell... Parents, don't say, don't say anything about your kid's weight. Don't say anything about their eating unless they want come to you, but stay out of all that stuff. Let, you know, don't make them feel like they're being watched.
0: Yeah. But as women, you know, as women like putting ourselves out there, there's a whole other gigantic bag. It isn't just like baggage. It's a, it's a fucking, you know, car load full of crap that, you know, that we, because for our whole entire lives, I mean, I think especially women over 40, you know, there was a particular way that you were supposed to look. There was a particular mm-hmm. way that you were supposed to act. There was, you know, a lot of tongue biting. You know, mm-hmm. like don't say that, don't act this way. You know, a lot of ignoring in meetings at work. You know, it. it you know, so there's a whole other sort of level to this of not sure how to sort of navigate this this new social media world. And you know, because we were judged for most of our lives on these very mm-hmm. superficial. And I think that's been for years, even yeah, I think us, you know, I do think it was worse though, you know, for people who are women who are over 40, I think, I think yeah. it's a little better now, like, especially after me too. And you know what I mean? It's a, it, it feels maybe I'm totally wrong, but it feels a little better than it was, you know, it's even talked about more. Like I remember when the whole me too thing started, it's like, Oh my God, people are talking about this. Yeah. You know, like, I remember meeting, I went to visit some of my girlfriends um, from high school in North Carolina, Marie and Toby, my dearest darling friends, I love them so much. And you know, we were talking about the whole Me Too thing and the Kavanaugh hearings and all that. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends said, well, that was just another Saturday night. Like, you're just, you know, like getting groped or whatever, you know what I mean? Like you just
1: have a leer about it, because it happens so much.
0: Yeah, it just was like, you know, you know, her comment kind of you know, took me back a little bit, but she was right. You know, it's like, we didn't talk about that stuff. It's Mm -hmm. just was what was expected. So I think when women of our generation, your generation, you know, et cetera, are dealing with these, you know, exposing themselves, which is the way it kind of feels it's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, putting yourself out there like that. You, you, you sort of carry that past, you know, information experiences, you know, or Mm -hmm. color, all of that even more, you know, like Mm -hmm. how you should behave, what you should do, what you should say, what you can't say, that kind of thing, how I'm going to be judged for what I'm wearing. You know, like I remember when I was the art director at Warner Brothers Records, Mm -hmm. and it was a big job and fancy job. And, you know, but like, the the male designers or whatever, who worked there, they didn't have to worry so much about their clothes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there was always like, and you know, since I was blonde and blue eyed and mm-hmm. younger for having that position, it, there was always that sort of involved. There
1: was just, it was so judgy. Yeah. I I really feel for my mother's generation. Oh my God. And, and my grandmother's too. I mean, yes, my mom, holy shit. They, uh, I, I, you know, obviously I can't speak for everyone, but my mom was, the perfect housewife and had dinner on the table and orders for my father and volunteered. He didn't want her to work, you know, just really in this box. Right. You know? And, I, and, you know, it's funny since, and this can go both ways since mostly I've been in private practice. I I never felt that too much may, of being judged or whatever. No, that's great. And because of, being a female I mean I was judged on other things but but on the other hand when you do things outside of the box you can be judged too you know what I mean so but I I'm pretty lucky or else I completely repressed it but I I think that's in some ways why I went into private practice because I really felt for my mother and and they got divorced when she was 56 and she had to go back to work. And, you know, she was a Wellesley graduate who, you know, had orders for my father, you know, I mean, right. she, but that was the culture. So I think I always pick something that I could kind of control and yeah, be safe with, but I I know it's there and you see it everywhere. So that's the other thing to, you know, it is vulnerable to take a stand to it. and the more you do that, you, you pick where you're going to take a stand. Like, you know, would I, you know, I I mean, I I don't know your background that well, but like taking a stand at Warner Brothers might've been too vulnerable for you, but taking a stand with an artist that wasn't being kind to you. (laughs) you
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I think with age comes obviously more wisdom. And, you know, if I was to have that job now, there's no, and way I'd put up with the bullshit, yeah. bit, right? Like it would be, you know, but when you're, you know, I think I was only like 30. So kind of
1: really young. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: re- it, I'm sorry, but I remember when my mom, I have one little story about my mother who was a, re- she's a real feminist. She's still alive, but you know, she was involved with League of women voters and she, <laughs> you know, was really, you know, involved with all these things. And I remember one time I was probably about Five, and we went into the local hardware store. We walked in there and my mom was, I don't know, let's say it was a hammer. I have no idea what she was asking for, but she couldn't find it. So she went to the counter and it, of course it was all men and they laughed at her. Yeah. They laughed at her. And I remember this moment being so, you know, I remember it clearly, you know, them laughing at her because, you know, what would you tell your husband to come in here and get it? They told her oh. and she flipped out
1: good for her she
0: flipped out I mean of course as a little girl I was like what's happening you know wasn't really sure what was going on but that's how bad it was so this was probably like I don't know 1973 72 something like that wow so imagine was like in the 50s or oh Jesus,
1: you could see the the very descript roles for people yeah my parents grandparents and when we talk about trauma, the effect of the war on these generations. Oh, yes, I mean, we have we had the Vietnam War, but we have the COVID war, mm-hmm. and so you know that is having an effect on us, whether we want it to or not. And Trump. Oh yeah, and,
0: and... <laughs> let's not forget him—the
1: oh, yeah. orange so, nightmare. <laughs> I think the stuff we're talking about, we're we're you know. We're heading this podcast in terms of helping people feel better about themselves with the things they're uncomfortable with, particularly selfies. Yeah. Or putting your paintings out there, or and how to do it and come to terms with it and feel okay about it. But the bigger picture, all these tools are life tools, whether it's a selfie Mm -hmm. or you're standing up to your boss Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're, applying for a job or, or, you know, trying a bobsled for the first time. I, I watched a little of the Olympics, but it's all the same. Very little. It's, it was kind of cold there for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all the same stuff. We're yeah. just having this with selfies. It's all the same stuff in terms of, you know, what do I want to do? right now with my life in this moment yeah and what's my plan and yes will I be uncomfortable sure will I live through that sure how can I break it down in baby steps so I don't take um, too much at once and how can I acknowledge myself and appreciate myself over and over again again it's like a muscle all this stuff over and over again and when I get too stressed, what are my tools? I'm gonna to listen to a, a meditation tape. I might put on music and dance. I might take a walk. I might call a friend and vent. I might, for me, I'm like really big on naps. You know, so so we're, we're embracing that, you know, life isn't a piece of cake. But everybody that's listening, probably likes challenges. That's why they're listening. Everybody that's an artist or anything else, we're, we're, we're driven to take on new challenges. So expect that it's we're going to be vulnerable. Expect that it's not going to work out well every time. Expect that we love the results. And you will. You will. And yeah. you know,
0: the other thing that I want to add to your list of things that you can do to make it a little easier, or a little better is, you know, find your community of artists. Cause I know in the artists Alliance, we're so supportive of each other. That is, it's turned out to be such an amazingly supportive, yummy community. And, you know, everyone is, you know, when someone is vulnerable, you've got like, you know, 15, 30, 40, 50, even more comments of people they are supporting each other because everyone's kind of going through the same thing. Everyone's trying to, you know, make their career, you know, better advance their career, you know, or get feedback on a painting or, you know, we talk about everything and it's just, it's turned into such a supportive place. It's
1: been a lifesaver for so many people. I think so too. And it's authentic Uh, for everybody that's listening, Jen and I, have talked about artist alliance from the beginning. And uh, I write a column to head talk in there where we talk about some of the emotional issues or just goofy things. And the whole, but the whole alliance is about support and yeah, that that's not easy to come by. And I think Jen, you set a precedent, you know, really no politics in here, no putting each other down. And yeah, I, I feel like it's authentic. Not only is there support, but also people. Like I, I was having trouble with my UPO paper. People gave me ideas. That, so it's not just emotional support; it's technical support. Yeah, it's all sorts of stuff. And ideas and and what's cool about it is that there are people from all over the country, and I know so many more people than I yeah. ever would have met in my life that I really like. So, yes, the the tool of support is really important. I mean, for me, I, I actually say every week I'm quitting painting, you know, I'm not, but that's my go-to frustration. Yeah. I'm running away. I'm quitting. Yeah. Yeah. My, my flea response, you Mm -hmm. know, which is kind of my, my thing, you know, that that's my vulnerable thing, but I know I'm not going to, but it gives me a little safety for a little bit. And then I go back to, uh, well, you want to hear a funny story. It's kind of pathetic but it's funny.
0: <laughs> I love pathetic funny.
1: <laughs> okay. So because I was a kid of divorce and I, am not angry at my parents and I never knew if someone was leaving or whatever, I was kind of scared to get married. I, I knew I wanted to be with Kevin. That was no question. And I broke out in hives on our wedding day. Okay. Okay. So then whenever we have a tiff, I'd put on, so I'm from Chicago, but now we're in California. My down big down coat that went down to my ankles like a sleeping bag I'm leaving of course it's like 90 degrees (laughs) so we worked out you gotta imagine this it was blue it was really one of those big ones so we worked out that I mean obviously I couldn't leave obviously I didn't want to leave but I could put on my down coat say I'm leaving and go to the door Mm -hmm. but not out the door Mm -hmm. so in the in the first year of marriage you can imagine you know so this is her something husband. that you
0: guys set up like yeah.
1: together okay yeah i mean i got to give C- kevin some credit cuz he's probably thinking god why did i marry her and that <laughs> down coat that's the worst uh-huh. but you know we i but that that was always my thing this kind of to flee before it hurt or something so we we'd have a little tiff and I'd go and and by now it was kind of funny i'm leaving put on this down coat <laughs> down to my ankles 90 degrees and go to the door and then, but I can't go out the door. So you're standing at the door and and pretty soon you're thinking, this is kind of silly. (laughs) Yeah. But we, so my point, which I kind of lost anyway, but my point is we have to have our ways of working things out where we really aren't hurting ourselves or hurting anyone else. And I'm big on humor. I'm big on laughing at myself and laughing at whatever I can, because I think we are all pretty darn goofy. And that's another thing to embrace. Like, oh man, I just like spent 10 hours obsessing about this, you know, selfie or whatever. What a waste of my time for God's sakes. Yeah. Yeah. That is the goofiest thing, you know? So yeah. So you you need your people you need the support you need your own tools knowing you you know
0: yeah all that stuff
1: I mean when you get hurt or attacked or something with AA what do you say first I mean because you're resilient artist alliance with AA with we
0: we call artist alliance AA for short but it's not really AA. (laughs) oh yeah we're not drinking okay (laughs) um what you mean when someone like get upset that and you want to What do I do personally? Mm-hmm. I try to put it in perspective. I try yeah. to understand that the person who is, you know, coming at me, if they come at me in a mm-hmm. nasty way, that they're, you know, they're probably, they're probably hurting, right? They're probably, yeah. you know, and you've said lots of times that I'm kind of like mom in that mm-hmm. group, right? So yeah. kids just
1: mom of the AA.
0: Like, I don't have feelings. I think a lot of people think that, you know, like, oh, you know, so they just feel like they can just kind of throw stuff at me. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It is what it is.
1: It's, it's. So you try to understand, and that's mature and understand it's not all about you yeah that's another tool i know i'm throwing out tools intermittently they're not more
0: about it's it's more about the other person if depending on how they go at you right like if they're hurting people hurt people right like there's something yeah some reason why they want to you know
1: and so they're vulnerable and they're turning into anger and it's not about me i don't like it it's uncomfortable yeah but it's not about me if it is about me then i have something to learn but you know it's not about me but we're again bringing this back to life these are all the tools we're we use in life you know who hasn't been hurt rejected and you survive we're surviving even though I got the time wrong three times for this podcast (laughs) but (laughs) I, I love what Jen said. She kept saying, "No worries, no worries." I, I'm on I'm on California time. She's in New Mexico time. Yeah, it's no big deal. But but I like, and this is something you guys can integrate too. Jen says, "No worries," and I think that's another line to integrate also. Yeah. Yeah. But it, again, if people have stuff that they're stuck with, their stuff with it, or feedback about this podcast let us know because yeah like to chat we do which makes me think that we should
0: wrap this up okay but it was great because you know we started talking about Trump and how messed up things are and we talked we talked about so many things and I hope people got something out of this and I'm sure they did and yeah. I really thank you for coming on and chatting with me
1: oh because we could go on forever I know and we have you should see some of our <laughs> phone calls not cute but thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And and I love learning from you too. So well, it, I, I, I love, love my everything. virtual therapy sessions. <laughs> no charge.
0: <laughs> All right, Bee. thank okay. you so much. Thanks, Jen. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. Your support means everything. If you'd like to learn more about the Artist Alliance community, send me a question or learn about other events or projects coming up please visit my website at www.gentuff.gallery. See you next time.